Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter. With myself, your host, Gabe Baltier. Guys, hope everyone's doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Guys, before we get into today's episode, just a couple of quick reminders. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, please hit that subscribe slash follow button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast, so please hit that follow slash subscribe button. With that being said, we have an amazing guest today for you guys, one of my close friends and someone that has a work ethic that goes through the roof. He is someone that I know one day is going to make it big. So with that being said, please welcome my good friend, Jonathan Detoma. I want to welcome Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you, brother, for taking the time to come on the show, man. Absolutely, Gabe. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I'm so happy to be on. <laughs> so uh, just a quick background. Jonathan and I are like just this is the craziest story. So Jonathan, I, I used to live in New York City, and Jonathan and I were like best friends from preschool till basically middle of second grade. And then I moved from New York City to Connecticut and we completely lost touch and when we were about 17 16 or 17 years old uh, we were at this massive music festival called the governor's ball in New York City Randall's Island and we were at this massive uh, DJ artist called Galantis and there was mosh pits people were dancing it was it was just you know madness and there was like more than like you know 10,000 people at that you know at that uh, concert and I look over and five people from me literally in a direct eye line you know straight line there's Jonathan and I literally my mind is blown and from that point on yep. it's just been like it, it's a little bit we picked up from where we were when we were fucking like six years old yep. I mean it's crazy. we uh we locked <laughs> eyes and that's how I met your mother exactly um <laughs> um so yeah so Jonathan, do you just want to like tell us, you know, give us a little bit of, of, of who you are and in your background, man? Sure. So I guess I could start off with the boring stuff first. So right now I'm currently a rising junior in the University of South Carolina. Uh, yeah, born and raised Manhattan, city boy in my blood. Uh, and I came on here because I wanted to kind of thought that I could maybe give some insight and talk about with you um about the basically about what it takes to put in the work showing up and kind of just worrying about uh yourself first i know you are someone uh that we've uh, that i've talked to many times about work ethic and uh doing everything that you know needs to be done first and working on yourself first and putting yourself first and foremost so when you gave me this opportunity to come on here and talk to you about it I like thought it was the perfect uh, avenue to kind of belt out. Exactly, and you know, and this is something that I think you and I both have in common, and that we co- both think mentally is the work ethic comes before anything else. You know, whatever you do yeah. in life, your work ethic has to be there. You can't half-ass anything, and that's a lesson that I learned at a very young age. You know, I, I give props to my father 
because he was very similar to in this type of way and personality is that he does everything 120%, no matter what it is, you know, no matter what it is. And I think you're just like that. And I think there's a lot of things we can get into that make your work ethic so strong. So first thing I want to start off with was uh, your video editing, which I think right. is very important. Right. I can give, I can give a little, uh, I can give a little background in that. Sure. So first things first is that the passion needs to be there. Uh, right, I think right. that the, that's the most important thing that I learned. One of the most important things that I learned when I started off is that the passion needs to be there and you ultimately need to be doing things for the right reason. So at the end of the day, you know, we all have those moments where, you know, where, you know, it's day one or two of our workout routine, our diet or whatever it is. And the motivation's running high, it's running uh, through the roof. But then there are days where we feel like absolute raw dog shit and we <laughs> don't want to get up. We don't want to do the things that we need to do. And it's on those days that, you know, character is really defined. Uh, but you have to be able to dig deep into your passion, into your fucking heart and really realize why you're doing this shit in the first place and the passion needs to be there because if it's not there you're going to be outworked by the guy who does have the passion or the woman who does have the passion 100 and and so i really wanted to start off with that so getting into video editing i started off my my introduction to video editing was so i took photography uh in school uh high school for, as a freshman in high school and we started learning, you know, with, uh, you know, some, you know, like the Lightroom and all that stuff. And it like introduced me to those kind of uh, applications. But essentially at the time, I just had, uh, I had someone who had had Final Cut Pro on, uh, on their computer that was able to lend me the application and ultimately was like, dude, you got to check this out. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been getting into photo editing. I'll see what video editing is like as well. And so I tried out uh, some basic stuff, trying to like put together some, you know, your classic Ken Burns effect, uh, like C tier quality, you know, uh, like videos. Uh, but then I realized that my passion wasn't there. So I quickly diverted into something that I thought would be more interesting and more entertaining. And that was making Xbox YouTube videos and collages with me and my friends. The passion was there overnight. I mean, talk about someone who like, you know, I always considered myself to be relatively hardworking, but I'm talking about when you're willing to, you know, bleed through your eyes, staying up uh, three, four in the morning on a school night when you got to get up at seven, that kind of dedication, that kind of, uh, be, you know, being that, that, uh, that being that determined and with that level of consistency, doing that over and over, posting two videos a week, uh, fully edited and all that stuff, that's when the passion shows. So to some extent, uh, it is all about working hard, but it's about working smart too. And I think that the smartest thing you can do is find something you're passionate about. 100%. And I, I want to pick on something you said, not just about the passion, but also about the commitment. And I think whatever you do, and you know, it could be you know from video editing to podcast to, to whatever, is you have to know what's in store. And I think a lot of people kind of put that to the side. And you have to realize that if you're going to be great at something, if you're gonna, if you're going to make uh, an indent 
in the world that it's you're gonna have some sleepless nights. You're gonna have some nights where you're not gonna go to bed. You're gonna be you're gonna have some days that your work days are just the entire 24 hours. And it's not gonna happen overnight. I mean, sometimes you know, you get lucky and you make that one, you know, TikTok video that goes viral and all of a sudden you have, you know, 10 million followers. But for the majority of people, it's you're gonna work non-stop you're gonna be it's like you know there was a great article that i read recently from this this musician who basically said he'd been making music since he was 14 years old and mm. he didn't get he didn't even get uh like you know signed by a record label and actually noticed until he was like 1920 so that's literally like six years of making music not getting recognized putting out music and he did it every single day basically perfected his you know, his, what he wanted to do, he practiced music. And I think that's something that people tend to forget is like, when you, when you're so passionate about something, it, it, it's, you're, you're going to do it to the max, to the extent. And it doesn't, you know, you don't really care about like, if people, you know, are, you know, like it or don't like it because you know, at the, at, when you get to the finish line, that it's going to be big, that everything you've worked through is going to be worth it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just to just to bounce off what you said, I heard a quote one time that said, sometimes you need to wait for the world to catch up with you. You know, we we you know, we can change as you know, as two individuals overnight, you know, or within, you know, within an hour, within the minute we can change ultimately, you know, not on a grand level who we are, but we can start taking massive action very quickly. That's one of the great things about life is that we can change uh, you know, we can change who we are. We're not defined. We're not stuck on some certain path. We can change uh, who we are. And, you know, nobody's defined by any boundaries or set by, you know, or set within any laws of ourselves. So we can go and change. But you know what? It takes time for the world to catch up with you. And uh, Gabe, I know you know this firsthand. You know, you can go and work your absolute ass off on the first day of your workout but the world needs time to catch up with you. You might need time to catch up with you because you know pain is gonna start creeping up. And one of the best things I've ever heard was, pain will leave you when it's done teaching you. 100%, 100%. I mean, you know, like that's just the thing is, I think people expect the, the results so fast. You know, I saw a great Instagram post the other day, and I think I talked about it on, on a, a recent episode, was it was a picture uh, of one side was uh, a man and in front of him was a crazy twisty turvy up and down road and then at the end was a house and it was like what people need to realize and the, the picture next to it was a person and then just a straight line in the house and so everybody thinks that it's a straight line and that it's it's you know it's going to be boom you from point a to point b but in reality like that's not it is like there's going to be moments where you fucking hate it there's going to be moments that you want to quit but if if you're passionate enough about your craft, you're not you're gonna pull yourself up and you're gonna keep on going because you know what is you know you know what's at stake you know what's at the finish line, right? You know exactly in your mind. And I think this is something that you and I both you you and I both have in common is like when we visualize and I think visualization is something super important is like when you see something in your head, you see the end goal. It's that end goal stays with you no matter right. what mood you're in, happy, sad you know, excited, depressed. It's like, you know, I, I've had, you know, moments in, in, you know, throughout my gym experience where I know that like, there's just some days that suck. They just suck. And I don't want to go to the gym. 
and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and maybe there's something else mentally going on or physically going on, going on for me. And I just don't want to go to the gym. But in my head, I see myself lifting those crazy heavy weights. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the gym because I know what is at the finish line. I know what's at stake. I know what, you know, just even going and lifting a little bit. I don't have to lift too much. You know, I can just do, you know, what feels fine for that day. But I know that if I do that, that it's one step closer to my end goal. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. No, like, like a hundred percent. And also you got to be, you know, you have to be adaptable. Uh, you have to be adaptable and know how to change and, and learn, you know, and learn what's going wrong and, and kind of just not just take your, you know, not just take your failures as just blatant objections, but really taking them as learning experiences, tweaking and learn ultimately, you know, you're, 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 making the process more defined you're you're redefining the process each time it's not just like a you're not just a, a single program that it's launched and it it fails or not you know you have your update 1.1 your 1.2 your 1.3 each time you're getting more and more accurate uh, as to what your goals are so for me when i started that youtube journey i didn't really know what i was doing i knew the passion was there but you know, ultimately, it wasn't something that I wanted to do uh, forever. It wasn't something that I even knew I was that uh, that I that I was that determined in until I really started doing it. So I said, okay, well, I really like this, but maybe there's more. And then I, <clears throat> you have to invest in yourself. So I invested in a camera and learning how to use it uh, properly, and I started going out and making videos um of just my surroundings and taking time investing in video editing classes and learning how to actually go and make you know not just some like uh you know not just like some some like rinky dink video montage that you see you know people make from camp it's like i'm talking about like real cinematography you need to get obsessed with your you need to get obsessed with your craft if you want to be good at it because there are going to be people that are better than you and will be working a million times harder so i right. was willing to put in the work and start grinding on my craft and ultimately you know i can i look back at you know a lot of these passion projects and stuff that i made and stuff that i'm like you know and stuff that i'm really proud of and Gabe, like, I think you and I both, you know, can understand uh, objection and how and how fucking brutal it is. Like whether it's <laughs> whether it's you get under that bar, you know, and that weight <laughs> is so is, is, is like it's like tempting that it's going to crush on your neck and, you know, and you're freaking out and stuff like that. And, you know, you, or you can't get that lift up. And, you know, while you're your uh, your objections were a lot more physical than mine you know i i definitely did not have my short of uh of objections either you know i know we discussed uh that i did stand up comedy i don't think i mentioned that uh to the audience so a quick breakdown uh i was in like a an entrepreneurship club in 8th grade and ultimately we had to come up with a business product or something uh, and pitch it to the school. And it was all like, you know, for pretend or whatever, but I seriously took it very seriously. Uh, and I would go in and I made my whole presentation and whatnot. And I was so fucking trash. Like I was so bad. <laughs> I was like, 
jiggling coins in my pocket or something like I had like like I I just was it was like I I was moving so my fist was moving so fast it was like could phase through walls and there was a kid so I was in eighth grade at the time there was a kid who was in sixth grade and his product was like arts and crafts and mine was like about a uh, was like about a memory foam piece that you can put into your backpack that would like give students proper like back support like crazy idea and his was about like some arts and crafts spinoff i still remember the name hearts and crafts if that kid's still doing that shout out to you <laughs> he he got up after me and he raised like three times the amount of money that i did from the school i mean he was so confident and charismatic uh charismatic and and just like just overall had this like charming demeanor to him that he was just able to completely woo over you know like the school staff so i knew at that very moment that my public speaking sucked ass and that i was going to have a lot of objection to overcome so i decided to do something about it and i got into stand-up comedy um and i did that for about five years uh and gabe as i told you on my infamous first day, the one of the biggest fuck up days of my life, uh, <laughs> I got up there on stage uh, just amongst my peers. So it was about thirty kids, uh, and uh, as a like an impromptu exercise, we were asked to ramble for two minutes and thirty seconds, or I was about a random topic, and my topic was dog treats, and I was stuttering slurring my words to uh, it, it was endless it like in the first 10 seconds i thought i was up there for an eternity shaking my hand was shaking like crazy like i was back on that presentation stage in middle school and in the slot where the mic goes on the mic stand i was gripping it so tight with my tiny fucking clammy hands that I snapped that part of the mic stand in half. And I hate to say it, but that was the first time I made the audience laugh that day. The only, <laughs> the only time I made the audience laugh that day. And I wanted to fucking run out of there so bad. I mean, seriously, you guys, like the snickering, the, like the, the, like, you know, just the mummers between you know, all the other students, some of the or students, uh, you know, people in the class that were doing it for a few uh, for a few years now, you know, all eyes are on you and you're, you know, you're the new kid on the block. I went home that day was like, well, I will never fucking show my face there again. But I thought about it more and really kind of thought about that little rat kid that I was so upset took my spot uh, in terms of, you know, the most winning entrepreneur at school. And I ultimately had to make a decision. And that decision was to stay. And I stayed up there uh, and I went back the next day. And you know what? It gets better because you get stronger. And when you get stronger, you're able to handle more objections each and every time. And I got stronger and stronger. I stopped breaking mic stands and started <laughs> to actually make people laugh with jokes and not just with like <laughs> humility. Um, right. And right. so you fast forward and, you know, I start going to pro shows and stuff. And, you know, just like you, Gabe, you might, you, you might absolutely shit the bed on a PR once, twice, 
but eventually it comes together. And when it comes together, it feels ultimately that much more sweet. A hundred percent. You know, that, that's what it is. It's like the first time you do anything, it's not going to be perfect. You know, you're not, I mean, unless it does and, and congratulations, that's amazing. But for the majority, Teach us. yeah, it, like it's for the majority of people, when you try something new, it's, it's bad. I mean, I remember, you know, my first podcast, I remember as clear as day, it was it had nothing to do with mental health and awareness and mindfulness. It was about soccer. And it was me and my buddy. And we were up at school at Ithaca. And I stuttered like crazy. I I sounded like a moron. Even though I love soccer, I, I watched the game consistently. I played the game. I sounded like I knew nothing. And I listened to the first episode. And I was, it, I, I mean, it was crazy. I, you could, I thought it was a different person speaking. I was so embarrassed. I, I didn't even want to put it out because I was like, this is just trash. It's like, right. this is fucking terrible. Like, I, I, right. There's no reason for me to put this out there. And my friend was like, no, 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 we got to put it out because we said we we're going to do it. And I put it out and I was like, oh my God, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. People are going to think I'm a moron. People are going to think I'm a phony because I don't know anything about soccer. But little by little, episode by episode, you know, I got better. And you know, did, I transitioned from soccer to a travel podcast to this. And like over time, the more reps you get in, the better you're going to get. And, and at first it's going to feel terrible and you're going to be like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And right. this, this just sucks. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that it, it's a process and it takes time and it's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, for you, like that, that, that sixth grader is going to always going to be in the back of your mind because that was the first time that you were like, fuck, like, I don't know. I'm just standing up here looking like a moron. But look where you are now, you know? Right. Like, it's just, and I think that's, you know, this goes into, like, the work ethic is, like, it's all about reps. You know, it's all about getting the reps in. You know, and I always, and I always believe this is, like, when it comes to talent, you know, you can be the, the best public speaker and entrepreneur in the world. But if you just do it once you're you're going to get beaten by everybody else because there's people out there like you, Jonathan, who are putting in rep after rep after rep after rep after rep that will, like, no matter where you started, you could have started, yes, like, you know, a year ago, you are going to beat that person. You're going to get more money given to you by, you know, the, the you know, investors or whatever because your product, like, it shows. You can speak. You're confident. And that person yep. that just kind of has, like, the, oh, yeah, I'll go up there. I'll wing it never gets the investor's money the person right. that goes up there and is like hey here's my product and you're confident as hell people are like oh shit like we gotta we gotta buy this you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely absolutely and like guys girls whoever's listening you have to understand it's okay to like acknowledge that you might be shit at something it's okay. Like I, you, you have to ultimately stop lying to yourself at some point. And everyone knows that's the first step to making change. You know, Gabe, when you started working out, you ultimately had to realize that you were not at your goal physique. Oh, you know, you have, you know, you have to come to terms um, with that. You are not, you know, you, you are not in the spot that you want to be in, in, in whatever it is you're passionate about. And then, accept that accept you know yourself and then you can work forward from there i mean everybody has insecurities i had a ton of things that i was insecure about but you know at the end of the day like 
no, nobody's going to feel bad for you when you're down and out. Like no matter how much sympathy you try to draw from people, like at the end of the day, your failures are your own and it's all on you. Uh, I heard on the roommates podcast, which is another great podcast mm -hmm. uh, for anyone listening. Um, they said, it's okay to not be okay, but it's yeah. not okay to stay there. You always got to be like, I, I believe that 110%. It's like, you can't be like every day you wake up is a new opportunity for you to grow and get better. Like you can't just be in the same stagnant, you know, mental state or, or even physical state for that matter, because every day you have the opportunity to get better. Like there, I, that's just something that I always will believe in is like, if you wake up in the morning and you see the sun and you, you know, you wake up in your bedroom or wherever, that's a sign that you're supposed to keep going. You're supposed to keep growing. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to, keep getting better, keep working on your craft because that's ultimately, you know, what we're here to do is, is, you know, even in the short 60, 70 years we're here on earth, make an impact, you know, you're supposed to make an impact in some way or another. Yeah. You know Leave I mean? a legacy. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, people tend to forget, it's like to get to that point of, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I created a business and it's worth like, you know, $200 million or I created a podcast and it's been signed on the NPR. It's like people don't see that they, the person that created that business or that podcast, they were putting in years, months, days, hours of creating content that nobody will ever see, that nobody will ever hear, that nobody will, you know, acknowledge or, or, or find because they, it's just, it's just how it works. Like that's just how the world works. Like it's, you're going to be, to become the best, to become the greatest at whatever, you're going to have to create stuff and do stuff that a lot of people aren't going to see. You know, if you want to become, you know, the next LeBron James, you, you, no one can give you a shot and be like, Hey, here you go. You're the next LeBron. It's like, no, you're going to have to be in, in the gym all the time. You know, that's just how it works. And, and, you know, that's what work ethic is all about is you have to be willing to push yourself of course, with the passion, if you, if you have the passion for it, push yourself to limits that very few people can can reach. And I, and I know you for sure have, have been pushed those limits. Exactly. And it's a never ending process, you know, like, right. It, for me, my my goal, if you know, and I'm going to take this moment to be like honest and true. My goal is to be the guy that everyone wishes they bet on, you know, everyone, you, <laughs> yeah. have, to, you have to dig deep and really figure out why uh, you want to do this. Why, you know, what, what's your inner drive? And for me, like my inner drive is just being the best at my four core pillars, my, my health, my wealth, my love, my happiness, all those aspects. I try to become a high value man in those aspects because that's what I want for myself. That's my, you know, that's my inner purpose. Your inner purpose might be completely different, but you need to be honest and make sure that it's your inner purpose, which you want to do and not just what someone's telling you to do or what you think might be right in the moment. You got to have a, a real, like a real honest discussion with yourself, look yourself in the mirror and really find out what you want and be okay with changing course of action. I mean, Gabe, we have one fucking life on this earth, you know, or maybe you believe in reincarnation or maybe you believe in something else. But 
from the way I see it, we got one life and we got, you know, we have a really amazing opportunity to do something really special with it. Uh, and I think going and taking the time to go and change immediately, go and, and, and take the action that, you know, you've always wanted to go and, and do, I think is so crucial. One last thing that I heard uh, from, I believe it was Ty Lopez on a podcast said, you want to change like you're live like you you want to change like you die tomorrow but stay consistent like you live a hundred years yeah so i think hopefully that lights some fire under your guys's asses and gives you some motivation to take some change and to really just come and be honest with whatever you you know with whatever it is that you want to be good at or you know, really understand why you want to do what you do and ultimately uh, strive towards that happiness because at the end of the day, that's all that's really going to matter. 100%. Well, Jonathan, that's all the time we have today on the show. I really appreciate you, brother, coming on and taking the time. I know our listeners are going to love you, man. Absolutely, man. I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoys my first runabout. I just came out from a very 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 shitty movie uh so my my brain's a little drained at the moment but i'm happy <laughs> that i could get it together for you guys and hopefully chirp in a little bit of two cents uh, my you know my two cents here and kind of give some insight but uh i hope that you guys enjoyed thank you so much gabe thank you so much for inviting me and uh of course I'd be happy to do it again all righty man take it easy see you all right thanks so much take care bye all right, guys, that was Jonathan Datoma. Huge thank you to him for coming on the show. He is just an amazing person, someone that I really look up to. And I hope you guys learn something. I hope you guys take something away from this episode. Before we close out, just a quick couple of shout-outs I wanted to make. Huge shout-out to Xander Windsor, who created the intro and outro music for this podcast. And again, huge shout-out to Jonathan Datoma for coming on the show. Um, guys, we'll be coming with another episode sometime next week, so make sure to look out for that. But for now, guys, sending all the love and positive vibes your way, and we'll see you guys later.